Hey, this is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You For You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness, the easy and the hard, the gifts and the (laughs) gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. I actually tried to convince Jack to do the intro with us. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. He I said, that's that. embarrassing. I'm not doing it. Oh, there's a podcast for him out there then. <laughs> I bet there is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I was finally on that podcast. It was fun. Now I've been on a total of, I think, four or five different podcasts. You're really making your rounds right now. Yeah, this is the, I'm in my podcast era. You know? I love that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you were saying the other day that it's the beginning of, is it Virgo season? Yeah, Virgo season started yesterday, appropriately on a Monday. And what just, does that mean? Uh, Tell us more. To me, well, for me, it means, and I don't know what Virgo placements I have, and it also helps because it's just got that back to school vibe. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, oh, we're starting the semester. We're getting our shit together. We've had our playtime in the summer. Let's put on our pants for fall. You know, like it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm. I used my. I haven't used my planner. I got a planner in what's funny is I got one of these planners in January 2020 it's an evil planner from Valfrey it's really cute and I was like oh great I'm not going to use this but I got the 2022 one I've used it maybe a couple months and now I'm like oh I'm back into using my planner again I'm I'm making to-do lists I I feel like I've woken up although caffeine's not really helping me but I I love it I'm a big and I used to love back to school shopping too. I always too. had so much fun with that. Me too. I started buying planners that don't have dates on them. So you like fill in the dates because I'm so good at starting and then no, oh, two years later, ready to continue. Oh, that's so smart. And like, it just sucks. I feel like they don't make enough cute ones that way. Like I love this planner. Do I have it with me? Listeners, you can't see this, but it's got a super cute little cute. um devil chick on it and it's got flowers, but it's also got like stickers in the back. Listeners, you can't see this. I'm showing off my stickers. Imagine stickers. Oh, this is fun. Right? Yeah, that makes it fun. I'm using a, a like a I don't know, I guess it's kind of a goal tracker or whatever right now. Okay. Um, that you like have spaces to write a couple things and then it goes around in a spiral and so I get to color it in every day and I just like don't want to break the line so that seems to be working for this moment we'll see how long it lasts that's very fun I've seen this before and I think I don't know I kind of I wish I had like a sticker system one I just need mm-hmm. some I just need a parent to live with me I'm not fit to adult myself and I mean, I, I feel like that's the whole last that. episode is like, none of us are. It's all reparenting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's tough. I, I need a sticker chart for sure. That's the, <laughs> I, I need a sticker chart. No, I get that. Today I had to um, <laughs> open the mail and I was like, Violet, watch this. <laughs> and I know this is so dumb, but like, I have a problem opening the mail. I will let it stay in a stack. So like right now, instead I have like this weekly commitment of once a week, I will open it all and like put things in file folders and throw away the trash and do like put the things that need to be done on the calendar, blah, blah, blah. And so today I was like, Violet, do this with me. Cause she happened to be home. And like, so we went through it together and I was like, okay, look at this bill. I'm like, when do you think it's due? What do you think the money, like, what number is this? And she's like, why are you doing this? I'm too young. And I was like, cause it's fun. Just see like, what do you think it is? And like, she figured it all out on her own. Yeah. And she's I'm like, genius. Oh, this is maybe this is smart. Cause like no one showed me a bill. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't 
part of this. And like, I don't know why I have the envelope anxiety, but I do. Um, and I hope that she doesn't. Yeah, that that is a real thing. Although I get um, immense joy from opening mail, mm. but my family used to be really into like sending cards and shit. And I oh well shit. And um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't say that. Yes, I can. <laughs> um, and and like I was an only child, so it's like, oh look, <laughs> someone's yeah. communicating with me. But that's some real. <laughs> it's so hard to like. I'd say for me, I guess in the same vein is just purely like planning dinners. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Mm. Or like filling out certain paperwork. It's like, oh, I know if I just do the mm -hmm. thing, it's easier. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad you have that weekly ritual and I'm glad you're bringing a little value into it. We're making it work. We're making it work. We're going yeah. to figure this whole adulting thing out by the time yeah. I am a very old person. <laughs> <laughs> ideally violet will be an adult by then <laughs> yeah and then she'll be able to open my mail for me so i'm gonna train her now so she can take care of things later i guess opening your emails <laughs> yeah right that's a great idea like let's do inbox management next oh she's pretty good yeah. on canva uh, um so today's pod episode is with the jamie jensen and jamie and i hey yeah I've been friends for I don't know maybe eight-ish years now it's all over yeah yeah but we met in the online business world in a coaching program and ended up working together and then friending together and then having an actual like LLC together when we did our mastermind together so we've done like a lot of things navigated a lot of relationship dynamics when you're best friends with someone um, things can get weird when you're mixing business and play and like normal growth things and relationships and all that stuff. Um, so this conversation, <laughs> when Alex was editing it, she messaged me to ask if we were high, <laughs> which I, I thought definitely, was so funny. But yeah, at one point I was like, hold on a second. And Hey, no shame, you know, do your thing. I was like, obviously your friends, I could, I could see a little, uh, herbal facilitation, if you will. That's a I good that's okay guys if you heard me say that don't ever use it i'm copywriting that <laughs> anyway we were not using anything on this except for just you know our zest for life um and uh yeah Let, let's tell the people about jamie i agree let let's yes let's. Let's. let's well jamie jensen are we are you ready for the dramatic reading i'm ready Whew. Jamie Jensen hails from Queens, New York, not not New Jersey. Correct. <laughs> New York. <laughs> and is an award-winning writer for screens of all sizes and a coach to creative multi-hyphenates like herself. The wizard behind the curtain to many renowned spirituality, relationship, wellness, and female empowerment brands, Jamie grew her consulting and copywriting business into a micro-agency where she built and led a team of writers before pivoting back to private work. Jamie writes, speaks, and teaches on the power of story and has worked with over 3,000 entrepreneurs on their personal narrative, increasing their sales up to 900%. She's a graduate of NYU's Gallatin program and USC's Stark Producing program, and her two latest feature films are currently in the packaging process. What? Wow. 
when she's not writing movies, novels, or pilots, or helping her clients deliver their TED Talks, books, and campaigns. Jamie can be found practicing yoga, pulling oracle cards, or introverting real hard with a book or online course. Wow. Or talking to me on the phone, because we do that for many hours a week as well. Woo! I love a good phone call. And I didn't know I was a you know, looking for photos to pull of Jamie for our mm-hmm. cover art. And I found her IMDb. I was like, wow, Jamie's legit. Yeah. Jamie, That's uh, so cool. a few years, I don't think it's still on. Maybe it is though. I don't know. I, I watched her movie. She made like an indie film. Um, the Ho Phase one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah has a Ho Phase. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see that IMDb? Yeah. Um, I did. That was fun. And Jamie is actually the kind of catalyst for me starting to take improv classes too, which is how me and Alex met um, because Jamie was doing stand-up in New York and taking a class. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do improv. I wonder if they even have classes here. Probably not because I'm in Norfolk. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, they do. (laughs) Well, great. Do it. I'll pay for it. It's professional development. And I was like, what? And uh, that was the start of a whole storyline for me. Wait a second. Hold on. Can I get my improv classes paid for? What, what's uh, up with? <laughs> yeah, but I'm your teacher, so I'm just gonna pay myself. <laughs> just kidding. Alex actually teaches my children improv too. So mm-hmm, it's true. We do. We do comedy. We do writing. We do all the things. Last but not least, before we hop into this, so this episode <laughs> in the dirt, in the dirt with Jamie Jensen. Uh, Jamie talks a lot, and I ask her a lot about a program called Bloom that she has. And mm. at this time, I do not. I'm not positive if doors are open in this moment, if it's rolling enrollment or not. Um, but she is working on a bunch of really cool things for writers. Um, that's like a writer's block party, which is basically like a gym for writers. So you go in, you do workouts, you write, you go, you do the thing because so many people have things on their hearts and minds and all that jazz that there's need to be working on and don't actually do. And Jamie holds space for that. So definitely check that out if that's something you are interested in. And let's get dirty. I'm wriggling like a worm, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> We're improvisers. Hey, uh, hi. Hello. Jamie, you know, what's funny is today, as I was preparing for this by making this pot of coffee right here, <laughs> this giant pot of coffee. Cheers. This is your first time on the pod, isn't it? I, it I'm might pretty- be. I think we talked about it forever. And then it never uh, happened. Yeah, could never get our calendars together, but here I we are. Too busy. Good thing I burned everything down so I could create space. <laughs> exactly. We've created space. And now this was like the easiest, like, oh my God, do you want to do this thing? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start right there. So you burned everything down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the podcast where we just ask real questions (laughs) before we pop in right to the burn down. Let's go back a little bit further. Okay. And the first question I, or questions I ask all of my guests are, who are you and how did you get here? Mm, Who am I? I am Jamie. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. That's the only answer to that question. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. How'd you get here? I got here. My parents met on an airplane. My mom was traveling to Florida to visit her father, who I believe had just had a heart attack and was okay. And my father just impulsively decided that he was going to go to the airport and fly to Florida that day. And I guess there was something about the the flight. 
and the something and he like had this little leather satchel that still exists in my mother's basement. It's like some handmade thing from I don't know where that he got and it was special to him. Anyway, he puts a bunch of stuff in this like giant man purse and goes to (laughs) probably JFK or LaGuardia. I don't really know which airport it was and buys a ticket because back in those days, you could just go and be like, hi, I'm going to just buy a ticket and get on a plane. And he did that. And then he ended up seated next to my mother and they chatted and they did a Cosmo quiz and they really liked each other a lot. I guess they like, he asked her out and they went out that night and he proposed the next day. So my sister was born first, but that's how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I knew that story, but I don't know that I knew that he just decided that day to get on the plane. Oh yeah. He was just like, I just want to go to Florida today. (laughs) (laughs) I know know. our friendship makes so much more sense now doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's always becoming more and more clear with each step more clear yep oh my goodness Mm -hmm. all right so there was a burn down and we pick up with your story today do you want to tell us a little bit about life right now yeah life right now let's see I woke up this morning in my boyfriend's bed and then I got in, I got a coffee and then I got in my car and I drove to my apartment, which is new. I've moved into a new space from where I was living in the past three years in Los Angeles, California. I am in the middle of the city in this season of my life. That is where I am right now. I am in this apartment <laughs> that I moved into about two months ago, two and a half months ago, almost. And I'm doing this podcast with you and I'm having a great time. And in terms of what I'll, what I'll call like the service energy in my life, service work, what's opening, I am, I've opened doors to a new coaching program and I'm also working on multiple creative writing projects and, and that's, that's it. (laughs) I can talk more about any of the things, but that is, that is my life right now. I'm probably gonna do some dancing later and make sure that I get some dancing in. Cause I just really felt that energy this morning. And I was like, ah, it's been so long since I've danced. I really like, it's really important that I dance today. That is what is true right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So new coaching program, when you and I met, you were, I think, finishing coach training, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, Violet or was I a had, baby. Yeah, or I had maybe I had just finished it. I don't remember. Yeah, something exactly. like that. But it was like a hundred years ago, <clears throat> or like eight in internet time. Mm-hmm. What? How Almost is nine, your actually now? Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. What is happening? Okay. How has your coaching like transformed over the years? What's different about this container? Not just in like, here's what's available, but in who you are and how you hold and what's actually happening here. Well, I'm going to start by saying that I am still a professionally trained coach and those skills still come online and Mm -hmm. are part of how I support clients. And there's a couple different pieces here, right? One is one is that I believe as a teacher and coach, this is my belief, as you transform yourself, as you work through stuff in your own energy, in your own field, and open to your truth, your gifts, and kind of clear out stuff that needs to be eliminated, 
I don't want to talk about this from a linear perspective, from a like advanced versus blah, 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 because I don't believe Mm -hmm. that that's real. I don't think that's like, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's how things work. I think that there are different textures of energy and you get different things from different energies that you need in different seasons. To me, I look at it as like, oh, my body is craving chocolate because I need magnesium, you know, or like, and I think that in personal development and energetic work, I think that it's similar. I think that you are attracted to energies that you need for particular seasons of your life and you, they feed you and nourish you in a very specific way. There's definitely a practical skill set that is a piece of how I serve and support clients. But my belief is that supporting someone through growth or transformation or helping them change something about themselves, about the way that they're operating energetically and spiritually, I believe that like the, the teacher's presence and their own transformation is the transmission. So mm. there's definitely a lot of skills that I've gained and things that I've changed and things that have transformed. But my belief is that embodying the change Mm-hmm. is the transmission and is, is the gift and is the work. And so I, there's a lot that I'm bringing to the table in terms of tools and skills. And there's a lot that's different, but I'm different. My energy is different. The way that I like see, feel, and am present with a client is different. So there's really, there's almost no like logical mental language to fully express that other than say that I think that when you genuinely change and walk the talk and hold it, that in and of itself is a gift to your community, to your friends, to like people around you. It's not just like, oh my God, I'm going to shine my light. And then everyone's going to be like, we're going to shine our light. Like, it's not just the like, yeah, when you smile at strangers, the world's a better place, but it's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, you said something to me about being in the dirt. Yeah. Can you tell us what that means? (laughs) Tell us, tell us, let's, let's get dirty right now. Do you know what that means? Or are you just asking out of curiosity? Do you have like a feeling around it? Well, you, you, we spoke about it a little bit last night. You said some things about it, but I'm like, let's, let's dive deeper into the dirt here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So something that came up for me in the last couple of weeks, and this is just like, it's my personal thing right now, but it's also part Mm -hmm. of what I'm receiving in terms of a foundational piece and step of the Bloom program, which is the coaching program that I'm opening doors to and kind of the process that I'm being called to simultaneously be in and hold and and like work with clients through. I'll start by saying that about 18 months ago, I had joined a program with Kendra Kunov, who's an incredible coach. She does a lot of feminine embodiment work. And she's just amazing. Like she is the real deal. And I love her dearly. And I, she had us do a meditation and the program was called the no man diet. And I had joined it really because I felt like it, I knew that I had to transform my relationship with men, how I interacted with men, my patterning with the masculine, and also my own internal embodiment of feminine and masculine energy. So this was like, a commitment that I like knew, made, felt into, it was not cute. And it was not, it was not like <laughs> casual, like, la, 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 I'm going to follow this. Like this was deep. deep. Yeah. It's like sounded cute. Like the name sounds is like, cute. Oh yeah, like, you're yeah, doing no a thing. Sounds, And then it yeah. was like, oh, it's no, not that is- it's not that. No. And I knew that going into it. I remember when I first joined, I was like, Kendra's work is so deep that this title, even though it's a great title, does not remotely embody the level of work she's doing with people. Like it just doesn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so she's amazing. And she had led us through a meditation and 
I don't remember all the details. I just know that like I was asking for how will I know when it's right? You know, mm-hmm. like I am building the muscle of trusting myself mm-hmm. with men. Mm-hmm. How will I know? Because what used to feel like the right thing previously has not led me in a direction that has actually been nourishing. And mm-hmm. so what is the energetic quality that for me is the truth and, and is like a, co- a compass for me? And I heard it and I felt it and it was, I definitely meant it in the context of my romantic life, right? Mm-hmm. When I was asking mm-hmm. the question, because that was the, that was the intention I was bringing into the program. And I just heard pink roses mm-hmm. and that was what I heard. And I was like, okay. And it was just this clear, like pink roses is how you'll know it's pink roses. That's how you'll know. And I said, okay. And I heard it. And throughout the last year and a half, it's come up here and there. And I've taken it as a guidepost because it always now feels like the sign that I'm moving in a direction that is correct. It's sort of like, okay, you're keep following the little breadcrumbs of everything. And so what ended up happening was everything that wasn't in the energetic of pink roses became not true for me anymore. It wasn't just men and dating and romance and sex and it was, mm-hmm. it was everything. And I continued to allow that energy to kind of work me mm-hmm. and surrender to it more and more. And a lot came of that, which I can obviously share, but ultimately at this season, it became, I'm in an apartment. I've, I've met a, I've met a man. Our first kiss felt like pink roses. I like did not see that coming. <laughs> and so I'm just sort of like, every day being like, okay, how does the, what is the things that feel that way become a yes to me? That doesn't mean that everyone needs to do pink roses. It's just, that is, that was my journey with it. Mm -hmm. I'll also share that like starting about four years ago, I felt a very clear pull and guidance to lead a coaching program that was like spring to winter Mm -hmm. uh, and was like this honoring of the seasons of this period of creation versus the underground and the like going under underground, what ended up being born and and I couldn't have really fully predicted this, but this is just sort of how it unfolded was I found this apartment. It became mine in five days. I moved. I knew I was going to paint in a corner of the apartment. I didn't know what I was going to paint. I, then I had a lot of different visions and ideas for things I wanted to paint. And those of you who don't know, I have a background in visual art. I went to high school for visual art and painting and mixed media was kind of my jam but it's still been like a decade since I've been painting. So there's resistance. There's resistance to going to the store and buying painting supplies. There's resistance to like spending money on an easel, which is $120. I'm just like, why do I need to spend money on this? Like really my mind came up with all the like, this isn't logical and why should I do this? And maybe don't do it. But I bought the easel. I was like, okay, this is just the next thing I see. And so I'm just gonna take the next step. And yeah, got the easel this lovely man in my life built it for me, which was very helpful. (laughs) And then I got my art supplies, which was a delightful journey, put the canvas on the easel. And the minute that the canvas was on the easel, I like got the exact image I was painting. I got the exact thing that was happening. And I was like, oh, this is the logo. This is the energy. This is the program. Mm -hmm. And so I painted this pink flower surrounded by other flowers, this rose and the word bloom. And I just, I just, it was a one shot. Like I drew it, I painted it in like four to probably about four or five sessions, maybe about four hours total of painting. I created this painting that, that was this expression of 
what the program is, what the energy of the program is and what we're doing. And so the dirt thing came up because I've been working through like some of the darker shadowy pieces around what is, what is the thing that's in the way of the, the feeling state that isn't like being the flower. What is that? What are the things that are sort of, they're textures that aren't, they're not bad, but, but we could make them bad because we could make up that like, like I feel worthless in this moment. You know, it's like, could, could I, because a previous version of me, my identity was so attached to like a specific level of success or owning a specific identity or whatever. So in this season, what's become clear for me in the last few days was like, oh, like I feel like I'm in the dirt because I'm starting over. Mm. I am starting over from nothing. I have nothing. I don't have, I don't have a, like, I don't have anything. I don't have like a client. I don't have like, <laughs> like, I, I don't have absolutely zero, but I like mm-hmm. really don't, there's, it's not, you know, all the structures in my business, all the things that supported me previously, all the products that I could lean on and be like, this is the safe thing. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. So everything I clung to for safety for the most part is pretty much not here. And in that, I I can't really fight the truth of that. I have to kind of be in the truth of that. And being in the truth of that in this moment is being in the dirt. It's being like, yeah, I'm in the fucking dirt. I'm not a fully blossomed fucking flower right now. I am, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm maybe a tiny seedling in the dirt. And, you know, I noticed about maybe six weeks ago, this like this really intense energy I was feeling in myself of like being really angry about the fact that I wasn't a flower, like that the experience of my life and that the judgment of my career, whatever that means, isn't that. And so what became really clear to me in that moment is like, I'm yelling at a seed for not being a flower. That is what Mm -hmm. is happening right now. And like flowers aren't going to bloom that way. Mm -hmm. So that started to shift. And the more I'm feeling into it, the more it is this, like, you have to be willing to start in the dirt. You Mm -hmm. have to be willing to be in the dirt. But the truth is when you like touch the energy of dirt, you're also in the earth, Mm -hmm. you're on the ground, you're in the truth. The dirt is nourishing. Mm -hmm. And there's like shit in the dirt. There's like, oh, there's like manure, it's fertilizer. There's all this (laughs) stuff, but it's, but there's something really pleasurable about it. Like I had this like, God, I just want to roll around naked in the dirt. That just sounds like a really yummy thing to do right now. Like, oh. And so just feeling into what is there for you. I think that the answer for that is obviously different for everyone, but, but instead of resisting the truth of it, it's like, oh, I'm in the dirt right now. So mm-hmm. I don't have like, stop expecting it to be a fully blossomed flower when like, it's the dirt. And can I be this little seedling in the dirt that is opening to the sun and opening to the water and allowing it to be nourished by what's here without... Mm-hmm wanting it to be a fully bloomed garden you know mm-hmm. I've been underground mm-hmm. I like it you have to pop up slowly and I think that the truth of the energy of dirt for me it's obviously very true right now but but it sort of is this to me it is the resistance of what is mm-hmm. like if you are in the dirt Or if you have not been fully nourishing yourself, if you have been strangling your energy, if you've been overwatering your plants, if you've been yelling at them, if you've been Mm -hmm. like mean about your growth, if you've been doing that for any consistent period of time, it doesn't matter if you've been underground, if you've burned stuff down or not, if you've done the thing I've done or not, 
if that's how you've been treating your plants and yourself, mm-hmm. like you're in the dirt too. The first step is going to be accepting the dirt. So definitely I have like, <laughs> I'm already downloading like the exercises for the program and like where we're beginning with that and how we're kind of going to embody that and move from there. That is the first piece of just like, if we, we just have to let ourselves be in the dirt and it doesn't mean it has to be really dark and shadowy and not pleasurable. It there's, there's nuance in it. There's both things, right? right. So yeah, that's the dirt. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> I, I one, at one point in there, somewhere around laying in the dirt I was thinking I was like oh that's so nice but I was like no worms yes yeah no gross no and then I made it in my head you know those like desserts that are like you you crush up oreos and get gummy worms and make like that Uh, kind of uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) yeah 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 I mean tell me tell me I don't want to get like an inflatable kiddie pool and like crush up Oreos (laughs) and roll my body around. Like I do guys. Next photo shoot. There's not going to be, there's no shame here. And just like, that sounds really like, that's a, that sounds like a fun time. (laughs) (laughs) I can see like the next. (laughs) I don't need to show people, but. (laughs) But also. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm hot now. Okay. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, you, you, business. Okay. So how yeah. does this way of being right? Like when we talk about bloom and we're talking about the dirt and like, we're talking about things that to some people would be like, Oh my God, you're being woo woo, whatever. Yeah. I think it's very natural for people to reach out and want the strategy piece or like the, but what am I doing next? And like the money piece and the grabby. Okay. Like I love all of that, but first I have to fix this. Mm-hmm. Can you just speak to that a little bit? Where, how do you meet that from the dirt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dirt um, to dirt. Yeah. So, <laughs> and when you're in the d- denial of being in the dirt. That's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that. I think there's a couple pieces here. The first is recognizing like what part of you is asking for the how. Mm-hmm. And, and just being like gently conscious of that. For example, I'm going to, I feel like the easiest way for me to do this is to like, is to just storytell and like use myself as an example. I've been guided to create bloom. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen. I think a lot of people are like, what's the tangible benefit? And I'm like, "Ah, it's up to you. It's up to your higher power. I can trick you into having a benefit, but that's a trick. That's deep. (laughs) I can trick you into having a benefit, but that is a trick. That's a trick. Mm -hmm. And you can trick your mind into justifying Mm -hmm. making an investment in yourself and in what you believe to say yes to this process, you can trick yourself, but it's a trick. The only promise I'm making in the program is that you will become more attuned to your true intuition and knowing and be, become more practiced in the art of taking one step at a time without needing to know the whole picture. And I honestly, that is the promise. Like that is what we are actually doing in the program. But I think that there's a lot of well, will this help me make more money? And will this help me get a boyfriend? And will this help me to take better care of myself? Will this help me be consistent? Will this help me stop procrastinating? Will this help me all the things that someone thinks are wrong with them? Will it help me be different? It's going to help you be different, but definitely not in the way you expect it because most of the stuff you want on the, on the going in 
is like from your ego or from your mind or from a version of you that is telling you that it should look a different way than it does, which is why you desire it to be different. But that's a trick. Doesn't ever result in like the true expansion and the true abundance and the true, like you can create that stuff, but you're not going to really feel it. You're not going to really enjoy it. You're not going to really, you're going to be like the externals aren't it. But it doesn't mean that doing the inner work doesn't result in the externals. It's just like our willingness to not know is, is so important. The willingness to hold ourselves in the not knowing is so important. So how do I address the, the but the this and the strategy and the how? So what I want to offer on that is like, I'm not, strategy isn't bad. It's are we using it to work for the truth mm-hmm. or are we using it to work for our ego or our mind or our should or the part of ourselves that drives us? Are we using it to, is, is our shame driving our strategy or is our truth driving our strategy? And I think that that's where it becomes, is, is addiction driving our strategy mm-hmm. or is our true desire driving our strategy? I'm not saying strategy is bad. I'm a strategist. I will still help my clients with strategy. I will still review their copy. I will still like mm-hmm. help them with those pieces of their business. Mm-hmm. Folks ask about that. And I'm like, 100%, you can bring your copy to this. However, I'm not going to look at it if you're hiding behind it. Mm. I'm be like, no, I'm not going to review your opt-in page. If there's something else that needs to be addressed right now, move it out of the way. And like, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. Because if I can smell bullshit, other people can, even if they don't know they can. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? So mm-hmm, that's what I would say. That's sort of how I would address it. And so the, the, the kind of branch off of that is like, of course I'm, I'm sending emails about bloom and I'm talking about it mm-hmm. because like, I, this is the true guidance I have right now. And I don't know what's going to happen. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Mm-hmm. That's the mystery. Zero, zero idea. Um, but it's not like I'm not using my mind to mm-hmm. write an email to, to talk about the program. It's not like I'm not creating a strategy. I, I don't have a whole plan. I'm literally like, I'm going to email and then I get another email and then I write an email. There's no map. There's no like, here's, the, here's all the content I'm going to create. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I, can, I have the ability to roll with it because I have the privilege of having worked on those skills previously. Right. So like I'm coming in with a, a level of privilege in terms of marketing and sales. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. However, it doesn't mean that I'm going to achieve a special external outcome. Mm-hmm. It just means that I'm like opening for each little piece of content that, is, <clears throat> that wants to come through and be expressed mm-hmm. in this process. Mm-hmm. And that is strategic, but it's not the whole plan at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said something that struck me. That's about when people are asking for strategy and like, okay, do you, but do you want the strategy because truth needs it in order to fully express what's happening here and for you to be of service? Or like, is this a shame project dressed up and masked as a smart a business? Yeah, exactly. Smart. Oof, that hurts. <laughs> There's so many smart things that are like really fucking shadowy. God, the honesty that's required to really like figure that out for a person mm-hmm. is a lot. It's um, a lot. In your experience, are there, what are the signs? <laughs> like, how the does someone even like, even begin to kind of check in with what they're doing? Cause it's so easy to be like, no, this is smart. And this feels good. I'm in a coaching fit. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot in this world of like, go do achieve. Mm-hmm. That makes us think that it's like, yeah, this is heart centered. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But actually it's just a shame project wrapped up in nice thoughts. 
Yeah. So how do you start to get clear on that? What is this? How do you, how do you actually figure it out? Unfold it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there is, I think that it's new. Well, a it's nuanced. Mm. So I would say any desire to like have it all figured out at once and then like flip the switch and have it be like, I no longer do that. Mm -hmm. This is nuanced. It is a practice. We're never complete. It's never perfect. Like it's not, that's not how this works. I am definitely still, there's still places where I'm going. Was that my ego? Was that my, like, Mm -hmm. I don't fully, you know, it's a practice of paying attention and asking yourself, is this something that's going to extract from me and burn me out. There are different energetic textures you become aware of as you move through and that takes practice. So there isn't really one answer. However, what I will say is, I think that the biggest question to ask as you are starting to identify this stuff is if I didn't do it, what would that mean about me? Hmm. And like, just notice how charged that is. Mm -hmm. If I didn't do this thing that I think is smart, Mm-hmm. what would that mean about me? Mm-hmm. And like, do I really want to do it? Will I enjoy doing it? Mm-hmm. And then like, if I, if I was honest about the fact that the answer is a no, and then I just didn't do it, mm-hmm. what does that say about me? And how do I feel about that? Mm-hmm. And I think that that to me is like the pocket of charge to look at with these, with decisions you're making. And it's hard to do when you're running at a fast pace because you're kind of just in the programming instead of in the noticing the nuances of the choices you're making and what's running you. Mm -hmm. Is that, so when you look back on your decision to burn, burn it down, so to speak, or to pause, to take a hiatus, whatever, is that what that was for you? Like were the answers to that question, those questions, like right? Like the, who am I, if I continue to do this, like, this is just not the truest expression. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it was a combination of things. It was one, it's not the truest expression. Mm-hmm. And it was two, when I just knew, I just knew, mm-hmm. you know, but I also, as I was making those choices, knew that I was on a journey to feel unconditional self-value mm-hmm. without external things. I was like, this is the journey. I am, I am intentionally on this journey to feel unconditional self-value regardless of the externals. Tell us like, how do you define (laughs) unconditional (laughs) self-value? That's not a casual undertaking. No, but that was like, I like, here's the deal. What it was true was just like, I can't, my body couldn't do it anymore. I know I was there on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And, And when I tell you that every person in my life was like, is this, is this okay? Like, are you okay? Are you like, they're like a lot of my friends were worried about me, but also not worried about me, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I still think about that sometimes. Like that's, <laughs> that's still comes fair, up yeah. I'm like, is this dumb? Am I what's guys? We don't know. Tune in next year. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's actually a, like a really fucking important point is that like, we don't know anything. So that, that drive to do the smartest thing all the time is like, you never fucking know. You don't know. So you might as well do the thing that's like true and then figure it out. Mm-hmm. Cause like, eh. and we can't know if you're actually being present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The question was unconditional self-value. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'll just, I'll explain the texture of what it looks like for me in the season, mm -hmm. but it is the like being able to consciously to really just like love myself and know that I am valued and I am worthy and I am like, and, and it's not like I'm worthy. I deserve, I deserve like all this, all these things. It's not like I'm worthy of this. You know, I was talking right. about, I was like having conversation last night with my partner about flying first class and business class. And it's not about worthiness. You know what I mean? Like, I think that the problem is that we sometimes take our desires and make them about worthiness to justify mm -hmm. them for our ego to be like, I deserve this. And you're like trying to convince yourself you do when it's like, but if you just have it and it's not like, you don't have to do all of that work to have the things like you can just have them because you want them. And so I think it's, there's an interesting nuance and in like, what does it mean to have self-value in it? To me, what it means is like, you can presently be with yourself without like finding fault in everything or anything you're doing and, and running yourself through a filter of like, here are all the ways I should be different. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me personally, there's, there's been so much programming around, around like, and I think that there's layers of this. I think it's societal. I think it's cultural. I think it's like, it's just, it's, it's internalized depression. It's, there's a lot of pieces here. It's mm -hmm. like how you're raised. It's parenting stuff. It's all mm -hmm. the different pieces. Like there's a lot of layers here in terms of where that can't come from in me, right. but no one from the outside looking in would be like, Oh, Jamie thinks she's a piece of shit. Like Jamie right. thinks she's, she's in the dirt. Jamie thinks this about herself ever. And I'm like, of course I do. I'm a woman, I'm a human. Those things definitely come up for me and always have. It's not like every day of my life, but the reality is that the externals haven't transformed that. And I don't know that I ever thought that they would, mm -hmm. but the truth that they don't was the, was like the reason to be like, well, what am I doing any of this for? So unconditional self-value, it's being with yourself and, and like just loving yourself enough to, to, let yourself have what you want and what you have <laughs> like, and to be fully alive and to feel all of it, like to be fully, fully here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, to be like, I know that I really wasn't sure I wanted to be here. I know that I was really on the fence about being here, but now that I'm here, I want to feel the sunshine and the air and I want to do the work that feels the truest and I want to enjoy the things I enjoy. And I don't want to, I don't want to force myself to do things that, that aren't true and that I don't enjoy. And I like, I have enough self-value to like hold that and to stay mm -hmm. with myself. And I think that, that, that to me is like what unconditional self-value is. It's not. Yeah. That was good. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for asking. Are you ready for a little lightning round? They're lighter topics too. Yeah. I mean, I, this is none of this feels heavy to me. So no, no this is great. Light, um, right? Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. For your next meal today, like what would you have if you could order anything off the menu of life? Okay, but is this actually about food or yes. like? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I want to order a tuna sandwich from Mendocino Farms. Okay, great. If you were a color right now, what color would you be? I feel like I'm like, a combination of royal purple and red, like all swirled together. Mm. If you were a plant, what kind of plant would you be? I'd be, I'd be like a rose bush, but actually red because I'm red today. Red mm. and purple. I'm not going to be a pink rose. Okay. Now you're at Disney World. What like ride? What area are you in? Uh, mm. 
Space Mountain. Fun. Uh, <laughs> what do mashed potatoes mean to you? Formless. Formless. Do you have a potato, a, a potato of choice? French fries, any kind. Any kind. <laughs> Great. And then for anyone listening, what is there anything that you want? If there's one thing that people can take away from this, what do you want them to hear? What do you want them to know? Their body has all the information they need. Hmm. Jamie Jensen, <laughs> thanks for being on the pod. Thanks if people want to get dirty with you, where should they go? Hey. What can they do? Where are the places? Tell us the spaces. Just come to Instagram at Jamie Lynn Jensen, which I'm sure you'll, we could spit J-A-M-I-E-L-Y-N-N-J-E-N-S-E-N. Just come hang out with me on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs. Yeah, I'm, I'm around. Love it. Let's get dirty. Let's. (laughs) Thank you for the conversation, for sharing all of your deliciousness. We love you. Come back to the pod. Thank you for you. Love you. Thank you for you. Hey, it's Erin. And I want you to know that you matter. Everything you're doing and everything you've done, it all matters. It all counts. Because you are important to the people around you, your family and friends, your audience, your clients, and quite honestly, to the world. Whether you're changing lives on the front line or changing lives while you're changing diapers, your presence matters. Every life you touch counts. And from just one interaction, there can be infinite, meaningful effects. And for that reason, I want to thank you for showing up and doing the work to be with yourself and share your light and your gifts and your love with those around you. If you want support with any of this human being stuff, you're always welcome to join me inside of my coaching membership, Human Being Club at humanbeingclub.com or follow along with me on Instagram for more behind the scenes, silly stuff at Erin Lindstrom. Once again, thank you for being here and thank you for you. Thank you.